0: God, our Heavenly Father. Give of life and give of every good gift. We come bowing down our heads and our hearts before your throne of mercy and grace. You are God. You are God this morning. You will always be God to us, Lord. We are thankful, Father, to have the energy to come and save you. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, to have the health to come and save you. We are thankful, Heavenly Father, Lord, to have such a privilege once again that we can reckon ourselves as the creatures of eternity whilst on this side of the universe, Lord. We thank you, dear Father, Lord, May you remember us this morning. As we have come to hear from thee, may you speak to our hearts, Lord. As we have come, Lord, laying our souls and our hearts before you, may we be satisfied, Lord. May it be good for us to say it has been good to be in church. there be any burdens, Lord, I pray that, Father, they may be lightened. If there be any sickness, dear God, you are the healer, my Father. Let none go out of this building sick. But may they testify and say, The Lord has touched me. For indeed, it is good to be in your presence, Lord. We can never come in your presence and remain the same. And if we can approach you this morning with the same attitude, Lord, wherewith, Father, you once healed a sick person sometime back then, you will still do it this morning, Lord. We thank you for all the efforts that your children put forward to show their affection for thy word. All the efforts, Lord, that bring us to service, the efforts of the musicians, the efforts of the singers, our voices echoing Father Lord, in praises, Lord, unto thee. May you receive us, Lord, this morning. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our mistakes. Forgive us, Lord, our shortcomings, Lord. And forgive us, Lord, where we have faltered before thee grant us that we may have an opportunity once again to fellowship with thee this morning I pray father even for our pastor lord may you touch him this morning lord deliver him lord from the flu that is what now we know that he is to testify of your goodness lord afterwards touch each and every other sick person lord that you may give them a testimony to speak of your wonders and your signs. and Your goodness, Almighty God. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, as I commit the word in your precious hands, (laughs) we shall read the scriptures, we shall read the quotations, Lord, whatever we have this morning to fellowship upon. May the Holy Ghost be upon us to anoint us in hearing, to anoint us to do the work And to perform the word, I commit myself before you, Lord. I'm a worthless servant, Lord. I'm a worthless being. Have thine own way. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Brother Kune, I still want you. And sing a praise song. Come, come, worship song. Come, come, let us adore Him.
1: Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, come, come let us adore.
0: That I wanted, but you, you you will sing it for me. Maybe at the end, if I, if I'm still thinking about that so Amen. I want the part that says, "He alone is worthy." <laughs> Amen. You'll sing it. Amen. You you can take your seats for now. God bless you. He alone is worthy. Amen. such a a period where the the demon of flu was raging. Uh, I think we struggled with Sharon from, was it Saturday? During the course of the Easter meetings, up until now, she even didn't attend school the whole week because of flu. I thought she was the only one, but I, I'm hearing a few other individuals that they had a problem with that demon of flu. Amen. It's good that it's just a demon. So, and it's also good that we are children of God. Amen. And I normally say it's good to fight with an enemy that knows he's defeated. If you are fighting with somebody that you know, it's, it's obvious you're going to beat them. It's not, it's not because they are not going to throw punches. They will throw punches, but you are going to win. I mean, this battle that we are fighting, uh, it's like in a, in a soccer match, the referee is, is, is the judge. Sometimes, even it says, when we want to maybe kick a penalty, it says, no goalkeeper. And if you ask him, he says, that's the game. That's the rule of the game. This one kicks when there's no goalkeeper. The devil is, but, but yeah, this side there was a goalkeeper. He says, no, but I'm the referee. You must listen to me. I will disqualify you. red card. So that's how, that's how the game is played. Amen. And imagine if, you, if, if the, the, the referee is on your side. You've already won, brother. Yeah, you've already won. You can award marks that are not there. You can even whistle and say, it's a score. When you see it going high like this, then you record it as a score. They say, if the referee says it's a score, it's a score. Even if you don't find it in the net, but if the referee says it's a score, it's a score. Amen. So you must not let the the, the flu score on your side. Amen. I'm sure everyone will be healed by the time we finished service. Amen. <laughs> I'm thankful for your faith and the pastor as well uh, allowing me to come back again to minister to you and speak to you as children of God. Amen. Amen. It's not a thing that we take lightly. There's other people that enjoy to come in the pulpit just for the fun of it or to prove what they, they have. We are not made in that fashion. Amen. 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 We come here for a purpose. Amen. Because what we preach, we are going to stand before God with it. Amen. And it's the same thing that is to perfect you and make help you to make it. So we cannot come here and try to make gimmicks and stories and fashion out some... Just to make church be church. No. We're not, we're not here for that. Amen. Amen. we here for, for the move of God. We are going to heaven. We came, back from, we came from God, we go back to God. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, can we open our Bibles in the book of Esther as we stand to our feet to read the word? <coughs> Esther chapter 6. This one is a lengthy uh, portion of scripture. What I'll do is, uh, I'll read three of my scriptures, then you sit down. Because I'm, I'm still going to read some more scriptures. Amen. I think by the time I finish reading, those that are in the spirit with me, they'll, they'll already see where I'm going. Amen. We are almost more like... Uh, taking a continuation on on the granting of a desire. But this time, we are looking from the other side how God sees it when he's looking down on us. Amen. It's not about you coming with your petition. Uh, If that part did not solve your issues, keep your faith holding until God finishes up. Amen. He's in the race with us, and then he's going to answer our request. But today, I'm coming from the other angle of it. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm standing on the side of God. Yeah, I want, I want God to be with me here in the pulpit and He's talking to you. Amen. Then let's see what he, he, he sees when He's looking at you. And I'm coming for those that have been doing the little things and the great things for the service of God. Whatever you've been doing, coming to change, you've been, if you have been coming late, if there is a, re, a reward for coming late going To be as well awarded to you, but if you have been coming early to church, I'm starting with those ones that come early to church. And I'm, I'm, I'm me, I'm, me with God, this side, I'm asking God to just remember those that come early to church, they are our encouragement. Because if we, we say people come early to church, and maybe another brother says, But we we all come late. If we all come late, who's gonna encourage the other ones? Who's gonna be our example for what we say when we say what is it to come early to church? So there has to be someone that comes early. So I'm I'm coming for that brother that comes early to church. I'm I'm ministering to the brother that, that plays the, the keyboard. I'm I'm today ministering to the person that holds the mic and sings tirelessly. Not looking for a reward. Amen. I'm coming for the brother that has never been late for church. I'm coming for the brother that has never missed the service. Amen. I think there must be a reward for that. And I'm coming for the brother that was just there for every other brother. Amen. The little things that you did, if they went unnoticed, today is the day. If you did something for a brother, maybe you found another brother with no money for taxi, you gave him 10 rand, then it just went down the drain. I'm, I'm fishing it. Oh, it's only your sins that I'm not allowed to, to fish. But this one, I'm fishing it out. That 10 rand, I want God to repay it and reward it. Yeah. Who was in heaven, who won't be using 10 rand. Yeah. Oh, yes. won't be using money. There's no currency in heaven. Like rand and U.S. dollar and all these things, no. If you once did a, just a small thing that you did, just in the name of doing a good thing, brother, I'm coming for you this morning with my sermon. And if you are not repaid, check your life. Yes, take inventory of your life. Check your life. If your life is not right, I'm sorry, I don't know if, he's gonna, if God is going to hear me, but I'm coming for you, for those little things that you have done for the church. The little things. I remember it was the pastor was saying some family bought me a suit. Those things just don't go down the drain. They just go down the drain. You buy a pastor a suit and then what? Then tomorrow you are sick, then you can't be healed. To me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you said it right. It doesn't make sense. I need something that brings sense. When I'm just thinking, without using the, the scriptures, I'm just thinking as a normal, noble human being. Somebody who's got brains up in their heart in here. If I'm just using that, I must see some sense in what's happening. If you just buy a pastor a suit and he enjoys to wear that suit and it's helping him, then it just it just vanishes like that. It's a suit. Then it's, God just ignores it. No. If you're a secret guard and you report that they, tonight they are going to kill the king. Tonight I hate, I overheard that they want to kill the king. Tonight it's it's an assassination. Then they just forgot about it. They wrote about it. They forgot about it. I'm picking it from there. Esther chapter 6. On that night could not the king sleep and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bictana, and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahisaras. These were the most trusted uh, guards of of the king's chamber. So they said, who can watch us? We are the ones who are right on the door. So if we decide to kill him, we will kill him when he's asleep. Then Mordecai was also a security guard there by the gate. is also watching the gate. Now, they forgot that they are out of the palace. They are talking, ah, today is done. Ah, done. Done deal. He will be dead tonight. He will be dead. So the said, dead. Yeah, I will kill him. Ah, that one. You're gonna be king, I'll be vice president. They were talking now. the guy is listening. He said, No, they are talking about the king, these people. They are talking about the king. A poor Mordecai recorded also his own book of chronicles of the news, took it to the king. And the king said, You must be happy because today I'm 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 asking the great king of kings, the Lord of Lords, to look down and say this, what I'm reading now. And the king said, What honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? Remember it was written? Nobody cared to read the books, nobody cared to Pay attention to what Mordecai did. Just when one night when the king could not sleep, he commanded the book of Chronicles to be read. And a portion that was read reminded the king of what Mordecai had done. He is asking what honor and dignity, not just honor, but the honor must come with dignity, have been done to Mordecai for this. Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him. There is nothing done for him. Amen. Amen. You have been coming to church. You have never missed a church service from January until December. There's people that never, they are never sick. You find them in church. Well, God not have every word for that. I'm preaching to you what I think sometimes when I'm reading my Bible. Can I just keep on doing good, 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 until good is over, good, and on top of good, and it vanishes like that. Then I wait for heaven. I'll be guilty if I don't say it's unfair. Amen. I'll show you why it's unfair. Let's jump there and go to verse six. So Aman came in and the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the men whom the king delighted to honour? The Bible says Amon thought in his heart that it is nothing to do with anyone but him who can be honourable before the king, except me. Now, there's some of you that just did things you were not even expecting a reward. Today is your day. Amen. You just did other good things, even for unbelievers, and they forgot about you. Today is your day. Amen. There's a there's a time when things have to be remembered. And there is the reason why those things have to be remembered. Verse 8. Let the royal apparel be brought, which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon. That's a type of the Holy Ghost. You must mark it. Don't miss it. We are, we are a royal priesthood. Eh? A royal apparel is being brought. This man is being clothed. In the king's apparel, the the one that he uses to wear. Common one. eh? The one that God uses to wear. That's your apparel. And the horse that the king rideth upon and the crown royal, it is only in this generation that God said, He that overcometh will reign with me. And the crown which is set upon his head and let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's noble princes, William Branham, that they may array the men withal whom the king delighted to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the men whom the king delighted to honor. Then the king said to Haman, make haste and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said. And do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Amen. Amen. You know, there's times when God tells the devil to do certain things for you. There's a time when God puts a table before your enemies. That your enemies can feed you better than they feed themselves. That one, if you go to heaven, you ask David, how, how, how did he kill Goliath and ended up sitting with Achish, the king of, of God? How does it happen? Sit at the king's table, and there's a family crying that our brother was killed just some few days ago. And the king says, I don't find any fault in David. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. I'm going to one of my favorite verses. I like this verse. So Sometimes it's not very good to blow a trumpet when you do good things. I'm the brother that helped the so-and-so, and I actually even bought shoes for so-and-so. Everybody knows what we've done in church. you have already got your reward. Sometimes it's good to keep quiet so that we fish it out. What, what will God do to Brother Malaka? Who thought about Brother Lucky? No, my brother cannot just go down. This is what I can do for my brother. We hate that testimony. Can it just go down the drain? What if it just sold this combi to somebody and never speak to Brother Lucky? I slept in the farms there myself. I had to go and fetch this. The car is there, but nobody can drive them here. So I had to go and sleep there and bring them. What if I don't go? Just go on my phone and share a boat with my wife. I'm coming to church. What do I lose? Ask me, what do I lose? but I'm also looking at the convenience of those brothers using their car to come to church and I take them back. I think it's good for them. They have a car. They must come with it. Amen. If they didn't, they need someone to drive, it takes me 40 hours to get there.
1: I'm,
0: I'm thinking logically. And I'm, I'm not doing it for any reward. I'm just thinking it's good to do it. But should it just go down the drain? truth. Malachi chapter 3 verse 16 And then they that that feared the Lord spake often one to another and the Lord hearkened and heard it and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name and they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that saveth him, then shall he return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that saveth God and him that saveth him not. There is a separation line. You, as a believer, your life must not tally with the life of an unbeliever. There must not even be a comparison, because when we go to descend. And we return to watch and see what, how things are happening. We can even say these ones are believers. Because of the way things are happening in their life. Acts chapter 10. My last scripture whilst you are standing. Acts chapter 10 from verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God. We are following the pattern of people that fear God. Everything that goes with people that fear God and trust in his name, it just just don't go unnoticed. It's recorded. And I've been praying since morning. I don't want God to reward those that have done evil, even if they are here in church. If you have ever done something that's not right for the brother, I'm sparing you and giving you a chance to repent. Because if I can say God reward every man according to his work, according to what scriptures the the other scriptures I'm going to read, you are going to be rewarded for the evil that you did. So I've been praying since morning that Lord, today, agree with me. I'm not going to deal with this part. Of the children of God that have done other evil things to other children of God. Of brothers that keep grudges in their heart and their, they can't even say good morning to a brother. I'm, I'm not coming for those ones. It's not your day, but I'm giving you time and space to repent and make right before God. Lest if he, by some chance, reward you, it won't be right for you. And I, I'll be chargeable for this sermon. So I don't want that part to be performed. I've asked God since morning I've been praying. I don't want him to perform that part. And I'm sure he's going to be faithful not to perform it. Only to give you the grace to make it right. Mina, I think if I come to church, brother, I must come to church and if I look at everyone in church, I must not look at this brother and, and quickly take my eyes off him because there's an issue with this brother. Then I still expect myself to save God better. It must not be like that. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms. Mark that part. Which gave much alms and nobody took notice of that. And he never even trumpeted around. Say, I'm Cornelius here. Look what I'm doing for the church. No. No. He was just giving his alms quietly to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. If you have never prayed a prayer for yourself, for another brother, tough luck. We'll see it another day when you prayed and you're prayed up. There's a time when your prayers are remembered. There's a time when your arms are remembered. An angel had to be sent only because of the brother's prayers and the arms. Some of you have never seen an angel, but you are more righteous than this man. Amen. Amen. You may take the comfort of your seats. As we continue to open scriptures, Exodus 3: Verse 7. Can't take off this mask now. Tough, I can't take it out. <laughs> Bothering me. Brother, Brother Fanny, come and help me. This thing must be out for now. Just for a short while. Looks like it's working on your cable here. Exodus 3 verse 7. Are you there? Can you assist me? Sometimes we forget that we are going to be wired when we come to church. So we put a mask and then the mask is underneath the wires now. Now we don't want the mask anymore. So is it all right? God bless. God bless. These are some of the little things that God must remember as well. I remember mentioning his name when I was praying in the morning. Amen. Amen. There's a time when the pastor said we have people like Brother Fanny quietly serving the Lord. God cannot just wink an eye and forget about that. Amen. You find everything arranged. It looks like it's it just happening on its own. You'll only see it when Brother Fanny is sick. Maybe when, I don't wish him to be sick either. But when maybe he's busy with something else. Let's put it that way. He's busy with something else somewhere. Or he's late. He just got up by some traffic and he's late. That's when you discover that service is not as usual when you don't have a certain brother. Amen. Sometimes we must learn to appreciate one another. Amen. Appreciate one another. And if a brother gives you something, no matter how small, even if, if it's a sweet, go down on your knees and pray for that brother. Because you must think in your mind, what made him think about me? Which means if he had something bigger than his sweet, he could have given me. Because the most important thing is that thought of you. In the whole world, at one point in time, a brother is just thinking about you. To give you something. Then you think it's obvious. You can see with the scriptures, there's nothing obvious about the people of God. Children of God, whatever happens to us, it's not obvious. Even God records it. He's got, he's got scribes in heaven. There are books in heaven that you have never read. Oh, hallelujah. I once preached the sermon, on the books and their records. Each and every one of you have got your own book. That when you come to heaven, they will pull out that book of what you did. Amen. Amen. There's a book of records of what, what we do. There's a book of records of what God wants. Done. It's recorded. Amen. Amen. Cornelius one time thinking that he's just a good man, devout, man that fears God, is giving alms as usual, but one day it was not as usual. It was unusual. It was a visitation from heaven. It was by his doorstep. Only to, to make him know that God has remembered his prayers. I'm saying if you have not done anything good to any other brother or even an unbeliever out there, tough luck. It's not your day today. I cannot help you. because I can't I can I can't inject you with the with the feeling to do things right. No. If you are a Christian you must just learn to do things right every time. Amen. Exodus 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out. Bring them up out of uh, that land, unto a good land, unto a large and a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Evites, and the Amorites, uh, and the Perizzites, and the Evites, and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians have oppressed them. There's a time God remembers his promise. Colossians chapter 6, verse 1 to 10. Colossians chapter six, verse one to ten. One other scripture says that uh, be not deceived. I think it's also there on Galatians. We read that man, God is not mocked. That what, what, whatever man saw is it's verse 7 of the same chapter. So we'll meet with that. And another place says, cast your bread upon the waters. That uh, in your course and with time, it will come back to you. The very same thing, the same substance you've given out, it will come back to you in a praised measure pressed down measure in abundance. But you can see, if it's clothes, you gave a brother some clothes, you you find cartons full of clothes. Eh? Because it's the same measure, pressed down, coming back to you. So this is why Galatians says, do not be deceived. Whatever men saw it, the same shall he. Sometimes you find God's children are sick because of what they do. So now you go to pray for them, they don't get healed. And you wonder why. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with the preacher who prayed. There's nothing wrong with the word. There's nothing wrong with their faith. There's something wrong with their life. Amen. Amen. Are we on verse 1? Colossians chapter 6. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. When was the last time you followed after a brother that's not coming to church? One of the good things you can do. When was the last time you checked on the sister that used to sit next to you? Or pray for them if you don't have time to look around for them. You don't have contacts. You don't have, it's even guilty to have, don't have their numbers by now. They've been with you for 10 years. You don't have their phone number. They, that's why they are not there. Because they don't have friends. Yeah. When was the last time you visited them? When was the last time you thought about them? When was the last time you wondered? Who is this brother that used to sit next to me? I, I got some brothers that just passed through my place Brother Tomiso and to so a wife from Brother Tabele's Church They came through my place yesterday I said, how oh, is Sister Irene? They said, no I said, when was the last time you visited her? They said, "We, yeah, we went to her I was touched because I thought they were going to say Brother, we don't even know where this sister is They went, they saw where she's staying She's far from church, she got a job somewhere But in my heart I kept on thinking about that sister Because I testified to her It's Still, whenever I'm even busy With my work, something just pray for Sister Irene. What is this now? Is she in any problem? I'm praying. I had an opportunity to ask these brothers, where is this sister? Is she fine? I was happy yesterday because there's some people that actually visited her to see where she's staying since she transferred from Weed How is she? Is she managing to go to church? Unfortunately, it's very far. She can't make it. I don't know how God is going to work out the plan for her, but because he spoke about it, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's making out a plan for her. Yeah. Do you see how God remembers certain people? Yeah. What have I to do with that sister? Am I going to get money if I pray for her? So who, who's, who's actually in business of remembering another soul somewhere, stuck somewhere? That's That's do you see what God is doing? Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, which means those that know that they are not spiritual, don't ever (coughs) talk of this one. Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Be ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Brother Brenham says Christianity is to lessen another brother's burden. When was the last time you lessened another brother's burden? For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap Corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. I want verse 9. I'm sure you have not been worn out in doing that which is right and doing good. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have, therefore, opportunity. Some of you had opportunities presented to you. And you never, you never thought that if it's, if it's your car, it's going to come through that opportunity. You missed it. The other things that you are now praying for, you missed them when God presented an opportunity to you. But this time, the opportunity was not written, there is your car. It was written, Brother Chetty needs some money. 100 rand. Eh? Then you said, but I, but I only have 100 rand. God will never tell you that 100 rand, once it's gone to Brother Chetty, solve his problem. You're going to get your car. So you keep on praying for the car when you missed it on the 100 rand note. So that's why the car is not there. I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to dig deeper into this thing. Amen. And I'm going to go slowly. If I, if I take two hours and less, if I go beyond two hours, stop me. Who's going to be my timekeeper, Brother Chet? Be my timekeeper. You just raise your hand. You say, help us not. And then you, you, when you do this and this time up, you say, one finger up, brother. OK. Who? presents this opportunity to you. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all. Unto believers alone. Unto Do you see it coming back to what Christ said? By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, which means your vessel of love, if it's full, it will go to all. They will see it. Yes, sir. The unbelievers will not just observe me showing love to my brother. They say, hey, these people love. When I show the same love to them is when they discover that there's something about these people. This brother, I see his fellowships also with this one. Because I would have done something for him, then he wants to connect, but he's not part of us. But he sees these people have got love among them. Not when you preach. Especially There's some of you that say, yeah, I'm going to hit some point, here." Some of you that say, I will never do anything for a brother. Brothers are what, what, what? You've got those funny comments for brothers. Do good unto them. As long as they are men, do good unto them. Let alone, especially unto them who are of the household of... Ah, you employ brothers. Brothers... You brothers, when you are employed, know that you are at work, brother. Don't just try to read scriptures. and You don't read scriptures when it's time to work. You go to Brother Chetty's farm, there you want to read scriptures when it's time to feed the chickens. (laughs) Feed the chickens. Man said you are asking for a a salary, but you were reading scriptures. Let the scriptures pay you. Yeah. 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 If you come and work for me, brother, you another brother worked with me. He says This brother is a militant, he looks like he's a retired colonel or a lieutenant, somebody in the army. I said, I'm like that brother, as long as you see me like that, I'll be like that. Because you know what? I'm giving him a job. I even had to make an excuse until they almost fired me and took the contract to somebody. Because I asked, him, I said, I cannot work with men, I'm thinking of my brothers in my mind. I've got so and so not working, so there is an opportunity, I can't go in alone. I said, no, I can't go and pick men in the, in the street. What if they tell me they don't want to work? How will I be chargeable to them? And how will they obey me because they don't know me? The contract is mine, but if they are working under me and they say, today we are not coming, what do I do? So I want to work with my brothers. At least we, we have got a closer relationship. I say, brother, brother Rashid, take the wheels out from that dump truck. If you, if you don't know, brother, how do I do it? Then I show you, then you take the wheels. It's going to be six dump trucks. If you can do one or two today, it's fine, brother. Me, I'm busy with... We have got already somewhere where we can start from. Now this brother is bringing this big tablet. You know those dump trucks, they've got big wheels like this. He's he's sitting underneath the the, the hub of the machine. Behind the wheel, he's busy with the tablet. I don't know what he was watching there. (laughs) Then I spotted him, I left him like that. He thought I didn't see him. So I knew this is what he's doing. Every time I, I want him, he's not there. He's behind that wheel. He's with a tablet. What's up. Whatever I was doing there, I don't I didn't even care to ask him, "What are you doing?" But the third day I said, "Brother, can you come over here? If you continue like this, this is going to be your last day. Here. We are not coming here to play with tablets. You didn't put on a wakesuit. You over us to come and watch whatever you are watching on your tablet. This is not the time for that. Spare your own time, midnight. Do whatever you want when we knock off. He says the brother was militant. Who was militant here? Is this brother who was militant? (laughs) He's militant against my faith. He's militant against the contract. He's militant against everyone. Then when I confront him, I'm now militant. You brothers, when you you get employed by a brother, when you get to work, brother, so that we can fulfill this scripture. Hallelujah. I don't want to be employed by the sister is doing a poster, then she employs me, I'm an assistant there, then she sees me sitting. There's work to do, but I'm sitting. What? Why am I sitting? Six o'clock, I'm there at work, but the half of the day, I'm not doing anything. Then month-end, I want a full salary. If you are on this channel, tough luck. you might not be remembered this morning. I want, I want God to remember people like Brother Mgu, a man that can come and say Brother, I've got, I've got work, I'm praised with work but I hate that you are going down for a baptism. Do you have transport to go there? Can it just get, go down the drain? There's joy in heaven when one sinner repents. So how does God share that joy with that brother that offered a car to take those people to the baptism pool? I told you, I'm, I'm sitting this side of God. I'm looking. I want to show you how God looks it. You will be very much unlucky if you, if I have a company and you work for me. If you misbehave, the very day you come in is the very day you leave the company. Yeah, we, there's no time to joke. You think I'm like this, but I can tell you wherever I've worked and I've shown exactly what quality of a, a, a foreman I can be, wherever I was a foreman, wherever I was a supervisor, I can tell you, those people are still looking for me. Not, not the, the, the employers. The employees. Because I just don't wait and force them to work. When they want salaries, I'm the one on, fo- on the forefront to tell them, look how these people are working. Now I see their obedience. I see how they work with me. I don't have problems with them. When they are asking for any increase, they ask it through me. Then I present it. And when I present it, if it's in my case, I don't just present it, I pray over it before I take it to the boss. You see him, yeah, 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 yeah. there you have a point. There you must do something. These guys are working hard. At least we'll increase them maybe with 5%. Then I come back and say, guys, for now you've got 5% increment. must go like that. You cannot just be a boss and be boss, 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 boss and people are not benefiting Until brothers that are employed with a brother say, this brother, I will never work for him. No. Be a brother that everyone hears that we are working with brother Mafagas. They say, does he want some people more? I'm, I'm on standby, brother, if you want somebody. No, I'm working somewhere, but if you want somebody, I can come. They are willing to leave their working, workplace somewhere to come and work for a brother because there's something good about it. I've heard so many brothers that say, ah, I'm playing brothers. I, I hate that statement. The statement from hell. I don't care whoever said it. It's from hell. You don't want to work with brothers and you want to be with them in heaven. It's either those brothers don't have the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost or you both don't have the Holy Ghost. We once shared a home with my sister, my wife, with another couple. If This brother has got visitors. My wife would cook for those visitors without even knowing who are they. The brother is just not there with the wife. So they cannot just sit. Maybe they are hungry. She makes something for them to eat. When I'm away, or maybe my wife is not around, and I come from work, the sister is busy making some, some food for me. We are sharing a home. That's how we lived, with one brother. I opened a camp and I worked with another brother. I still want to work with that brother. I never had quarrels with him when it comes to work. I never had quarrels with him when it comes to money. I never had short of money when he, when he gets paid and I'm not around. I still want that brother to work with I told my wife. He knows the name. Yeah. Hallelujah. But we shared the house with another brother. We were longing to live, with, anticipating for a day to live. <laughs> I think we are, we are, we are a speckled bed here. Something's not right. I said to my wife, I think I don't have the Holy Ghost. They are better off. Let me just leave. You are sharing a home and it, it, the house becomes bitter with a brother and his wife. I prayed. I'm touching those other parts because they are not going to be addressed today. If they are going to be addressed, you will be repaid for what you did. This one is already sorted out. Ask it asked God I know he trusts me and I'm trusting him to do what I've asked him to do. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Let's take Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 19. It's good to go back and forth. You know these chapters. One, one time I asked my, fi- my wife to open the book of Nahum. She could not find it. It's been long she read that chapter. So I said, today I quote to you. Let's open the book of Nahum. This those other... Another brother said, Is he, was he a prophet? Was he what? I said, brother, open the book of Nahum. <laughs> Just a test. Get used to opening your Bible. Peru's. Go through it. Genesis to Revelations. Some of you can't even put to a chronological order of the chapters from Genesis. If I ask you now to write without your Bible open, from Genesis to Revelations, you can't put them in order. You are quiet, eh? I see. (laughs) I think three quarters of the church. If I give you a test like that one, you will fail. Right. There was a great cry of the people and of their wives and their brethren, the Jews. For they were that said, we, are, we, our sons and our daughters are many. Therefore, we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. Let's go. No, man. Brother, Put, it's going to be long for me to read it all. Can we go to verse 19? Hear, hear the prayer of this man. I, I want every... If God can give every Christian the attitude that Nehemiah had towards the, 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 the construction of the temple, I think my sermon will be, will be effective from that moment. Think upon me, my God, for good according to all that I have done for these people. He was doing deliberately knowing that God is going to be happy with this thing I'm doing. When was the last time you did a thing deliberately knowing that your brother is going to be happy with this thing? Intentionally. That if I can do this, Brother Kuni is going to be very happy. And I'm going to do it for him. And I'm able to do it for him. When was the last time? He is praying this man. And reminding God that think upon me. Because he's looking at every good work that he has done. And he's trying to tally it with the repayment and the reward of it. He's falling short. What he has done is more than what he has been repaid. So think upon me, my God, for good. Yes, sir. According to all. Not anything. Not extras. According to all that I have done for these people. Yeah. Why? Because you reap what you sow. Why? Because number two, you cast your bread upon the waters. The waters are people. Amen. The waters represent people. You cast your bread upon the people. Believers and unbelievers must share the same love that you have. When you do that, there is a time when God must think upon you to do according to that which you do for every man. Because some of the things that we need to be repaid, brother, outside of the reward of making it to heaven, outside of the reward of the work that we've done for God, other things we must enjoy them here. Yeah. Like myself, I need a car. Right. I need it now. I want to come to church. And I'm not buying a scrap car. Stop that. <laughs> See me without a car, it's not, it's not by coincidence. It's, a, it's by matter of decision. Amen. I keep saying it, but some of you are saying, yeah, we want to see that car. Oh. <laughs> You're still behind. When I, when I waited, my wife, I told them, it was, brother, it was bad, 2008, no money, nothing. The shops are closed. I was testifying, I told people, you are coming to my wedding, it's going to be the only wedding that you are going to come and eat and be full. And if you've got cats and dogs, please, please, please bring them. <laughs> so, I'm loved. Almost, almost a year. Then they said, "Brother, when is that wedding that you always speak about? That one that we are going to bring our even our cats and our dogs." It was a sister was asking me. I said, "Are you going to be the bride?
1: <laughs>
0: why are you asking? Why are you ask the date? I'm I'm going to inform you about the date. Me and my wife. So why are you asking me about the date?" Do you do you want to give me a date? Are you the pastor? Oh, she just went quiet. I said, You don't ask questions like that to me. Brother, when the wedding came, there was plenty of food that I didn't even know where it came from. They ate, they were full. Drinks were coming when whilst I was sitting on the table. I'm asking who bought the drinks? I don't know. Huh? I won't tell you how, how I did it, but those that are going to get into weddings and if face challenges, come and get some notes from me. I'll tell you how to do it. It's not for this preaching. I'm wondering, I'm eating, brother. Brother Chet, I'm eating roasted potatoes, roasted chicken, beef. And they told me after the wedding that they are remains. Now in my little mind, I'm thinking, I'm starting a home, I must have those few groceries, the few things that have remained, start a home with it. I told my wife, no, I never testified like that. I said they must eat after they are done. The remainder of every food stuff that is remaining, give it to those people that were cooking for us. They must share. They shared meat, brother, rice. Until after they told me, brother, you didn't know. There was 50 kg of rice. I said, yeah. I testified about that. There will be plenty at my my wedding. That's what I meant. They must share and eat. Because others were asking me, when is it coming? When is this wedding coming? <laughs> then when it came, they never told, reminded me, oh, brother, we saw it, it came. Yeah. Same happens with my car. When you see me driving, you do forget to ask me, <laughs> when did it come? Amen. I can go out now, I can go out now and buy anything out there, but I don't want I'm not saying I can't buy a car, I can buy another one without wheels and buy the wheels one by one and I don't want that. There's some of I'm saying this you are laughing, but there's some of you Christians, three quarters of you if I can check, you live on on, on, on that platform where you say as long as yeah. As long as. But here on the side, there's something that you want, but there's something that you don't want here. But as long as it's fine, as long as it's not fine, if it's not what you want. Amen. 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 Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 14. Let's see how, how, how Nehemiah was praying. Some of you that have not read the book of Nehemiah, go and read and see the zeal that he had for the rebuilding of the temple. They were building and fighting. Your sword this side, your towel this side. Weapon this side, your tool this side. They were building a temple during a time of war. Remember me, O my God, concerning this and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof. Why was he praying like this? Because he remembered also that God came to Moses and said, I have remembered. There is a time when God remembers. So don't be that kind of a brother that when God is trying to remember you, he remembers you with nothing. When your opportunity avails itself, when God is remembering you, he remembers nothing that you have done. That's why the Bible says, do good always. Yes, Be not weary in well-doing. Do good every time. Do good every time. Yes, Myself, I've even gone to an extent of fixing cars. Especially of those people that talk too much and they don't want to pay me. I do an extra mile. Yes, I even go to the extent of phoning them and ask if the car is still fine. Without a payment. When I'm done with that, I can go on my knees. You say, Lord, you know the very reason why I don't have money right now.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. I was told of another family brother. Said, "Today i preaching with you today. Something good is coming your way." I'm, I'm preaching with you today. I was told of another family that when they are eating and there's a knock on the door, they put their place underneath the sofa. <laughs> they pretend like as if they are not eating. I wondered can there be a family like that? So greedy until you can't even share food. If only they knew. That if in the eyes of God you give the last that you have, like that widow woman that says the last that I have, yeah. what happened to her? Give me an answer if you read your Bible. What happened to that widow woman, the widow of Zarephath? What happened when he met Elijah, the man of God, and he gave the last she had? Yeah. It is that last that you have that was your blessing. The very last thing, that the very last tomato, you have sister in your house and another sister is asking for this very same tomato. And you are thinking, man, eh, give that one and see what God is going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about gimmicks here. I'm talking about real stuff. I did it myself and I saw it happening. Amen. Because brother, you know, when you have got plenty, you give surplus. So you are not giving out of the heart of of giving. You are giving because you have got surplus. But when you are giving, the last you have, that's when it matters to God. The last that you have. What happened to Mary, the, the sister to Lazarus? Took all the money, the last she had. Bought the expensive oil. And anointed the feet of Jesus. She remained poor for that period when Jesus' feet were anointed. But was was she poor all the rest of her life? They were the only family that had the privilege of their brother being brought back to life. One of the few families where God has performed such a miracle. To make a man live twice in his lifetime. Die and live again and die again. Because, because of the last that they gave. Amen. Let's go to verse 31 of the same chapter, verse 31. And for the wood offering at times appointed, and for the first fruit, remember me, O oh my God, for good. Nehemiah keeps on preaching and preaching this thing of God remembering him because he knew that the works that I've done for my God, they will never be for nothing. Some of you are tiring already. You are are retired. You are retired personnel and you don't do anything for God anymore. Some of the sisters, their gifts of singing, they went with uh, marriage. Sorry to step on your cones, but uh, I will step on it twice again so that you feel it. Yeah. You used to sing here when you were singing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You used to come sing here. Yeah. Sister. I, you must keep quiet because I, I'm preaching. <laughs> to be having your brother next to you And leave your brother on the bench and come and hold the microphone like you do. It's not a small thing to God. Don't laugh. I'm not laughing. This is not a matter of... I'm not making jokes here. To be able to leave your brother where you are sitting there. Brother Manas, to see that my wife is not here next to me and today they didn't say the tenor I'm there. It's my wife on the microphone. And continue to do that after wedding. It says a lot. Some of you, your gifts went by wedding. <laughs> the last time you got wedded is the last time when we heard you sing in church. Yeah. What kind of a gift is that? When mama's cousin is still singing for us. Yeah. Yeah. I was praying in the morning. I said, Lord, for, for such and one, you can give new kidneys. Amen. For such an one, you can give a new pair of kidneys. I'm quoting this scripture. I said, remember, Lord, when he's here, standing here, in front of the whole church, singing, when I remember what the Lord has done. Yes. Is this what you have done for her? To be in hospital? Yes. There are people that have to be remembered. Yes. Stuff like for those that have not done good. Yes. But for those that have done good, the least and the great, it's your day today. And I want you to watch what God will do afterwards. Amen. If you really have got faith in what I'm saying, yeah. you will exactly observe what God is going to do because he actually remembers. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Okay, brother, can you help me with conference? 60, 11, 25. No, I like it when I read the Bible. Do you see how many, how many years God is remembering his promise? Who can remember such? That I said something 400 days ago, I must do it now. And you think we are going to live for the next 400 days? Huh? are we going to be here for the next one hundred days so that we also wait until he comes again to remember us 400 days later time is at hand what needs to be done needs to be done now Amen. if it's not now then never Amen. never going to happen before we get to that quotation leave it there brother we'll read it through I'm reading from Hebrews now there's something that I just want to, to to tie up with that one. Amen. Chapter four of Hebrews series. Chapter four, uh, <laughs> verse twenty, uh, chapter, uh, paragraph twenty-two. That one you bring it after this one. Now, they were following Moses as Moses followed the pillar and the cloud. Do you have the picture of the pillar of cloud and the picture of the pillar of fire? In Moses' time, it was not photographed. They just used to see it up there. Yeah. But we have it in our homes. It is that very same God who remembered after 400 years. Amen. I'm trying to bring that God from that 400 years of remembrance to you now, this morning. So that he can remember some of the little few things that you have done for for brothers. Brother, this is not for for fun. This is not for a joke. If God says, if an unbeliever meets you and you are coming from church, and you are are tired, you are thirsty, he gives you a cup of water. On the day of judgment, when he comes, not being baptized, he thinks I'm doomed. Now God looks at him and says, no, there is brother Lawrence that you gave a cup of water. Cup of water, brother, can be worth of eternal life. Do you see the magnitude of the good things that we do before God? How God scales. <laughs> if He cannot answer your desire now, and He can give a, a, eternal life for a cup of water, what, what else is better than eternal life? What else is better than eternal life? I'm, I'm trying to show you how God views it. There's one in the hospital. How many times have they been An announcement in church that a sister, so and so, is sick in hospital. How many of you have dared to visit? Some of you, you don't even know the hospital because you are not sick yourself. You will see it when you are there. You will see it when you are there. How you long to see if, if only brothers can remember me, just one of them, or one or two can visit me. When you can't pray for yourself. When you are in the ICU. And you have never visited another brother in hospital. And you are a brother also. But these ones that Christ was talking about were unbelievers that just had a good heart. Good neighbors. That just knew how to do good things. How it pays to do good things. If it's worth eternal life. Me, I'm saying I can't give eternal life, brothers. Neither can I address it properly because the owner and the author of eternal life is here with us. But what I know he can do is what I'm preaching this morning. He's going to repay you the good that you have done and the good that you have been doing all along to give you energy to do more. Where do you get the energy to do more works? It's when the works manifest themselves in something good again, better than before. It's when God says, now your time is up. I remember 19, what, 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 you did something, and you have even forgotten. God says, no, I remember it. You know, that brother that you, 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 you took to church that other day, he's still a believer, now he's preaching, and I'm happy with his preaching now, and you don't even know the brother is preaching. So God says, I'm going to re- reward you for that. Because now God is counting that the effort of all the souls that are coming to him, they came through another brother's effort that just picked another brother to bring him to church. Amen. Then you picked him to church, then you caught it, then he believed, then you forgot about him, then you went and saved him in Pretoria. So you don't know where he is now. God says, "Now I'm coming to you now. Hallelujah. Brother Chetty, you testified to Brother Lawrence. Now he's, he's a brother with his wife. Is it not good for the sister to have a brother like this? If you just kept quiet? Not speak to him about the word? Where will that sister find a wife, uh, uh, husband? Let's put it straight. Hein? Let's see. There's a wedding that just happened with Brother Lawrence here. And Brother Chetty testified to him. What if Brother Chetty decided to keep quiet, brother? Were you going to find that sister? Where? <laughs> Tell me where. It just took some other brother that just testified. Do you think God can just wink an eye to this brother? No, sir. No, sir. When the angels rejoiced in heaven to see this brother coming in, you know why they rejoice? Because sometimes they will be seeing the wedding, they will be seeing the children, they will be seeing the parents coming, they will be seeing your brothers coming. Because this man just opened his mouth to speak. Amen. Can God not do something? If the heavens are full of joy, for that work that has been done, can he shut out his mouth? Can he shorten his arm to breast when he's looking at Brother Chetty? Amen. Hey, brother, I'm preaching with you today. Don't miss it. They were following the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. They were on, the, on their way to the promised land. Beautiful picture of the church. Do you see what the Brother Abraham brother says? He's bringing that picture of Moses' with the Israelites, to us now. Beautiful picture of the church today. You have got your pillar of fire, pillar of cloud. I wish you I wish you could put these pictures next to the preacher somewhere so that when we want to point to them, you see what I'm talking about. You have the pillar of cloud photographed. You have the pillar of fire photographed over and above the prophet. Ministering to you this message. Repeating what Moses preached. Repeating what Paul preached. Repeating what Peter preached. And you still don't have the benefit of that. Right. Using some sense and logic, to me it doesn't work. If you bring your gospel like that to me, I won't receive it. I will tell you it doesn't work. I will speak like that centurion who said, I am a man in authority. I say to this one, go. Yeah. To that one, come to this one, do this. And they do it. You, you just say a word. He understood how things work. Just by way word of mouth, things happen. Just give a command and they run around. You can say, I want Kune, but I'm sending you to go and fetch Kune. When Kune comes, I say, Kune, you are here. I want you to go and fetch Mafakasa. Make you run around. The man I want is Mafakasa, but I can send everyone of you to fetch this one. Just to test that if I say something, do you obey me? Because I'm in authority. That's what this centurion was talking about. I do it every day. To me, it's common common knowledge, common sense. I just say to one of my subordinates, you, run around, go do this, make tea for me. Yes, yes, boss, yes, boss. Two minutes, the tea is here. He's drinking his tea. You, go and wash my shoes. Okay, yes, boss, yes, boss. You, bring my suit. Okay, yes, 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 boss. He said, if I, as a man, as filthy as I am, can do that with other men, no, no, no. how much more? You, with the power that you have, you speak now, that demon will live. Amen. I'm saying, I'm bringing that God with his mind to remember you. Amen. As we repeat this word, some things, I, I normally like how things happen. When we are preaching, if you believe, things start happening. Amen. Beautiful picture of the church tonight, today, this morning, on our way to the promised land, led by the same spirit, same signs and wonders as God spoke of. Now notice, they, then they come to the wilderness of sin. The waters were bitter. That's where we are now. Think in your mind. Just meditate a little bit. What is it that is bitter in your life? It's detestable. You can't take it. Bitter. But it's God who led you there. Mara. Why did God lead them to bitter waters? Look. Looks like he had led them to good water. But he led them to bitter waters. So he could prove their faith. He likes to do it. (laughs) Now, me I'm reading. It's your brother reading, Anish. I'm reading. He likes to do it. After he has done liking, then he forgets about it. It's something that he likes. He leads you to the bitter waters instead of the sweet waters. So he is taking you to bitter waters. Now you are complaining things are tough, things are not right, you are out of work. Retrained and what, 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 whatever language they use in the world, whatever, that makes things bitter for you. Then when he likes to lead you to that corner, he, calls himself, likes it. When he likes it, then he forgets about it. Brother, if, if, if there are things that I don't forget are the things that I like. That one I will tell you. Brother, you can ask my wife. She knows what I like. Even if I'm not happy and somebody disappointed me, but if she can make that nice dish for me, I forget about everything. Even if she's going to ask me, Daddy, what? Even if it's money, if I'm saying, no, I wanted to use this, what, what? Even if I wanted to buy a time, I would say, take everything. (laughs) So sometimes I preach to her, I said, you you don't have to ask me for money. Do what I want. You'll see. You'll see. You'll discover me better. Don't make it tough for me to decide to do good things for you. You just start, just do, just make that little dish. I'm coming from work, I'm tired, after bathing, I'm going there, I'm hungry. Find something there, I say, wow, this wife of mine, today I'm going to eat today. Oh, oh, brother, quickly I'll say, take my wallet. Take everything in there. Sometimes your husband, you don't need to ask for money. Do what he likes. He will join you in what you like. If you want money, he will give you the whole wallet. You will take what you want from that wallet or everything if you want. (laughs) The brothers are laughing. eh? (laughs) But it must be like that. It has to be like that. He could prove their faith. He likes to do it. He likes to, to let tribulations come on you. Show today, who doesn't believe in the miracle working God? When tribulation come, they just give up and go on. You know why he does that? He wants to see if you are not going to give up. That's the reason. That's the only problem why you have got these problems. If you are a believer and you have got problems, he wants to see if you are going to give up. Then if you don't give up, he forgets about it. But we believe that God works miracles. Listen to this. If God doesn't act the same, this is what the one, one part I want to blend with that quotation that we are going to read. If God doesn't act the same when the same circumstances arise, then God is guilty of being partial to his people. Do you think God can be guilty this morning? Because he's never going to be guilty because he can't be partial. So what he did back then, those that he remembered, those that he answered their prayers when they prayed and said, God, remember me. And he remembered them. And he gave them what they were asking. He will definitely do the same to you if he's going to remain God. God is sovereign. Demands of his work work in every case like he did the first case or he was wrong when he worked in the first place. The first case that God dealt with remembered Moses and the promise that he gave to Abraham. Now today there is a promise that you are faced with. I am the Lord thy God who healeth all thy diseases and you have got flu from Monday to Saturday. And God is absent from work. He's not in office. There's a coup in heaven. They've overtaken in heaven. They've taken his charge. The demons are ruling in heaven and on earth and everywhere. Until you can be given flu, until it can last for a week. You're quiet because some of you have got flu. If God is dead, show me his grave. And show me also his death certificate. And show me the man who wrote it. And show me the man who signed for it, for him to be buried. So that he can not rise again. But this God that I'm preaching this morning, he went in the grave the grave. He went into hell. Conquered the hell. He came out victorious. He rose up. He went to heaven. Came back. He's here this morning. This morning. This very minute he's here with us. It's not a supposition. It's a no-so. One time I spoke to my wife. I said, you must be able to split when your husband is speaking and when God is speaking. In this very same body. Myself, I was myself, I'll also be listening and learning. Then my wife is still arguing and trying to bring facts, and she, he's not realizing what's happening. I said, My wife, can I tell you that the pillar of fire is moving up and down my arm and telling me what, what I'm telling you is coming from somebody? Can I always do that? Can I tell you that there's a hollow of light? I can feel the heat on top of me, swelling around me like this. How often should I do that? But I said, Can you tell your wife that, honey? It's like you are scaring your wife now. Honey, the pillar of fire is just here above me. So you must better listen now. They must speak it and see this is God speaking to me now. Amen. It's no longer my husband. My husband cannot speak like that. I know him. Yes. This is Brother Borrell. We know him. But when God is speaking to you. Oh, go beyond this suit that you are seeing. Go beyond this flesh that you are seeing. And see God. And if you don't see him, no reward. There's no church age that God never gave a reward. Huh? He talks about their works. He talks about their weaknesses. He talks about their failures. He gives a reward at the end. But I'm saying this morning, some of the rewards, we must end them and enjoy them whilst we are still here. Before we are raptured. Was there for you. Amen. If God does not act the same way he did on the first case, if he will act different to the second case, then he acted wrong when he acted the first case. It's a prophet pleading his his case before God. If God healed the sick in the Old Testament, he has to do it in the New Testament today. Or he did wrong when he healed them back there. He is going to act the same every time. And he will do it when the same faith meets the condition. The faith is in us, not in God. For we see him on some and many uh, uh, work great outstanding miracles. We know it. The critic cannot say it is not so. Uh, For we see it, prove it, and there it is. There's no time to argue with what God has been doing over the ages. Brother Branham says, they used to say there are no miracles. Days of miracles is past. But he says, nowadays, when we are preaching the word, miracles are all over everywhere. So they cannot argue the case of miracles right now. So what does it do to us? It's an advantage that we are working with a God that works wonders and miracles. We already know that. So we pick that substance. We bring it to a present situation. You come to church, you make it real. Why are you here? You want to go back the same? The problems you left at home, you must go and witness them for the next two months. Because God can't remember you. I'm saying this morning, He's gonna remember you for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Just for coming to church, you had other things to do. Yeah. You had other things to decide to do. Yeah. It was still in your know, mandate to decide what you want. But you just decided to come to church. Just for that reason of coming to church. God is going to give you a reward. What's in the heaven? There are no rewards for coming to church. Amen. Mind you, I'm a trusted ambassador of heaven. I'm not a bogus one. I'm not a fake one. I'm a trusted ambassador of what I'm saying. Amen. You better take it and pick it up from what, what I'm saying. He is going to bless you for coming to church, number one. God is going to bless whoever gave a suit to whoever. He's going to remember them and give them a blessing for doing it. Why, why it had to be in their heart to do that good thing? They have to be remembered and be repaid and be rewarded for it. Yes, Amen. Then church is church. Brother Mpanyana, then we can't wait for them doors to be open. If there's nothing happening, if I find those doors closed, I won't be having something to ask. I will say, oh, we'll just wait when they are open. But when I find those doors closed and I'm longing to see God as I often see him, the thing that drives me to come to church is when God comes down and addresses every situation. Then we are starting to fellowship. Then we are in church now. Church cannot be church when people are still ridiculing one another and they look down on one another. You see your brother falling, you help him to fall. You see something wrong in church, you don't speak out. Ah, nowadays, brother, if you go and speak to a brother, they, they are arrogant. That's the very thing that we must deal with, that arrogance. Yes, Amen. You go and speak to a brother, to a sister nowadays, you correct their dressing. Hey, brother, you will meet other things. Meet them. Yeah. How will they know how to dress better if you don't speak to them? Tell them nicely. The spirit of meekness. Just that little thing that you can go to your brother and help him out from a problem that is God and pray over it and make him overcome and he's victorious over that thing until he can sense the victory for himself. When it's like that, God will remember you for that. But we are in a generation of slothful Christians who can pray, number one. Number two, they are selfish. They are still in Laodicea. They are not in the bright age. They are in Laodicea. Mm -hmm. Where the people were prophesied and said they will be selfish. High-minded. Ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. This truth I'm preaching, they will never come to it. They think it's coming by learning. Bring my quotation, brother. I want the one in conference. Let's continue. Have have you seen the character of God? If he once acted on Bartimaeus, met the request of Bartimaeus when he wanted to see. If he meets another blind man today and he's going to cry in the same way Bartimaeus cried, if he doesn't repeat the same thing, then he stops to become God. That's when we stop talking about him being God. Am I right? So, if we have traced him from the Old Testament to the New Testament, we are taking him from the New Testament generalization to the new Christ of this very surface that we are in. Then when we find out, and after 400 years of bondage, and the Egyptians rose up there, and there was a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph, And finally it came to a place they were made to serve with regal. How the Egyptians made slaves out of them and beat them and drove them like cattle. God ordained a prophet to rise up. That prophet, oh, I like that part. Do we have a prophet? Has he been raising prophets for us throughout the generations? That prophet ran away and married a beautiful Ethiopian girl and had a son, Geshem, and was well-satisfied to inherit a lot of money from his father, Jethro, or his father-in-law, Jethro, and was keeping his flocks on the backside of the desert when all at once the the cries of God's people come up before him. There had to be something done. I like that part. There had to be something When God is looking down on you and there are cries in this congregation, God has to do something. Not next year. What does it say? God. Oh, God remembers. I thought it's only me that is preaching it. Even God remembers. I am so glad he... Let's repeat that one. I am so glad... as I'm preaching, meditate on the few good things we have done. Brother, Sister Lassim, where is Brother Lassim? At home. He's sick. All right. <clears throat> I'm so glad he remembers He remembered his covenant. He remembered Eden. He remembered Abraham. Do you see where God's remembrance started from? He did not go to Abraham. The promise is from Abraham to Moses. But when he is remembering, he is doing this because of a fallen race from Eden. So he goes back way before Abraham was. Started thinking about Adam. It was too complex for Moses to say, I can't go. Mm -hmm. He remembers ever. Word that he ever said. He is the infinite God. He remembered it all. And he remembered, he made his promise. There is only one thing for God to do. That's keep his word. And to keep his word, he had ordained a prophet. Did he ordain a prophet for us? But this prophet was a runaway. Another prophet is talking about another prophet. Out into the wilderness... He was a fugitive. He had went out into the wilderness and was settled down. But when God ordains a man to do something, no matter how much he runs, God ordained there. There would be a church in the last days. Now we are coming to this service now. they can rise devils and demons or flu and everything. And hypocrisy, but God would have that church because he said it would be there. He will do it. There's nothing. God is able of these stones to raise children unto Abraham. I'm asking you this morning, can stones be raised in your stead? If you are not watchful, he's going to raise stones unto Abraham. And whilst you are watching. But if you are there, proclaim it with your faith that God, I'm here. If you say you've got believers, count me, I'm the first one. If there's something that you can remember that I've done please don't remember Because your sins. God in the book of Psalms he says God does not reward us according to our iniquities. Yes. but what does the, what does the devil does? He brings those iniquities before says, you say, God, you God cannot give you anything because you have done this. He's pointing to the things that God does not even reward you. when he looks at your iniquity, he looks at the blood. Yes. Amen. But the devil says, don't look at the blood, look at your iniquities. then you don't have confidence before God. He does not reward us according to our... That's God. That's his nature. So he must tell the devil when he's telling you, Brother Lawrence, when he says, you can't have this because you've done this. You say, no, what I've done is what I've done. God will take care of it, but I'm asking this from God, not you. Whilst he takes care of my iniquities, he will bless me as I go along the way. The other part where the prophet says, God, when he looks at your sins, when he died on the cross, he took all your sins. I want to show you what the devil does. He took all your sins. He put them in a sea of forgetfulness. Yeah. Yes. Some preachers, they dramatize, they say, he put a very big take there, he wrote, no fishing allowed. Yeah. 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 But some brothers, are, they've got guts enough to bring another brother's sin out. You want help from them, they remind you what you, what wrong you did to them. <laughs> so that you cannot ask further. <laughs> brother, it's written, no fishing. When the brother has done something wrong, help God to throw it in there. Because God is not counting it. The only time when your iniquities will stop you is when you don't confess them. Yeah. If I make something wrong to my wife, I must be able to say sorry. I'm not made out of stone. I've got ears, I've got eyes, I've got everything I can see, I can hear. When she says something wrong, I can tell her, this is not good for me. If she sees it, she says, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry for this. What's wrong with that? Life goes on. As believers. But you can see the sister I'll, say, I'll never say sorry to him. Because that will make him pompous. Once I say sorry, then I'm down. The way up is the way down. You want to go up, you want to stay up, go down first. Amen. Now the Bible teaches us not to be weary in doing good, especially to the household of faith. We are also taught to be able to repay good for for evil. That one is a very tough one. eh? Can you pay good for evil? Someone has failed to pay you, then you fix their car like I do. I'll be practicing this part so I can pray earnestly before God. If I'm lacking anything, you'll answer me because I'm doing exactly what this word says. Other than to fight for that money and try to grab something and say I'm not going to give you a tooth back so that they can just feel, okay, fine, let, let us give you half now. Why? Why, why fight? Let them go. To, and, and when the least expected phone and find out if they are still fine yeah. use your airtime on top of the man that they have not given you I tried to do it to another man I was with brother in this family he's shouting at me I waked until 10 o'clock my wife was still complaining where are you I'm, I'm still trying to help this couple here but their car finally started someone messed up with the car I'm tracing back at night time they picked me 5 o'clock when I just knocked off. I'm going to another Homestead somewhere. I'm fixing that car. Once that car was fixed, you know what happened? The following morning, I'm asking, but you are a very surprising couple. That's what I told him. Why? What, what's wrong now? I said, one, you don't tell me. Last, yesterday, you promised me you're going to buy the parts that are missing. Did you get them? No feedback. Number two, the one thing that surprises me, you can't even give me 100 grand for appreciation or even a thank you. You don't even know how much I'm going to charge you, whether you know I'm going to charge you or not. But just say 200 rand, 100 rand. Something that shows from your heart that you appreciate what I've done for you. You told me this car passed through many mechanics and they failed to pick up the problem. I came and showed you. And I said, come, I don't want you to be sitting in the house and I'm busy working and then you don't know what I'm doing on your car. I want to show you part by part what I'm doing. Here it's fine, here it's fine, here it's fine. No, they said this. I said, no, don't worry about this. We checked. The pump was not bringing the fuel in front. It's blocked. The pipes are blocked. I took all the pipes out. I said, can you crank your car? There's no fuel come, uh, coming out. Went down in the tank, opened that blockage. They put a party, party on there. I don't know why they put it there. Took that party out. They start, the car started. Tomorrow morning, I'm asking. They are shouting at me. Then I close the phone. The wife is phoning. I'm answering. I think maybe they've got good news now. They are shouting at me. I close the phone again. It's a Sunday. I want to come to church. I said, no, I don't have time for this. I'm, I'm, I'm in another mood. Then I said, okay, after some time, when is quiet, and they had some five, six, seven, eight missed calls I never answered. I even told brothers. I said, no, let me speak to them. No, I said, no, brother. It's not your time. Leave them. I took the phone after some time. They you to shout at me. I said, no, I must block these numbers. <laughs> I'm helping these people. They have not paid me. I still want to find out if I can help them further. They are shouting at me. What must I do now? I don't need people like this. These are demons. Uh, it's Sunday now. Sundays, They try to corrupt my service. Yeah. I'm going for church. I must be in a good spirit. I just blocked all the two numbers. It's done. Finish. Certain. Keep quiet. If they want, to, want help, they'll use another phone, not these two. Yeah, there's times when you want to be Christian and until you, you, you're Christian, it is nailing you. Don't be a Christian before the devil. You can't be a Christian when the devil is giving you flu. What kind of Christianity is that? Brother, you must pray and tell the devil, march out from this house. I don't want you. And we are not asked to pay evil for evil. Let alone even to pay evil for good. Because whatever I man so That shall eat. There's a time that you have to cast your bread upon the waters. We have spoken about this, Ange. When was the last time you cast your bread upon the waters? This looks like giving carelessly. Casting, brother, casting is just throwing. Recklessly. Because the Bible says, give to every man that asketh of thee. When a brother comes asking something from you, don't say, I will see tomorrow when you have it by thee. That's the Bible. You have the things right there with you, then you you postpone the matter. You want to help the brother next week, just that he must feel that you are the only one to help him. So he has not it's just two minutes, he's asking for the thing, then I just give him. He won't see the importance You must feel it. So I'll give you next week on Friday, brother. But the thing is right there with you. The Bible says, do not say to your brother, don't postpone the matter. He's asking now and you postpone it when you have the thing by by you. If you're asking for a blessing, when you meet such an opportunity to bless another brother, when God wants to give you bigger blessings than that, you have already missed it. Amen. Brother, can you open Luke chapter 6, verse 30? Whilst we go to that verse, we are going to read Uh, two scriptures and then I'm gonna be reading quotations from there then we close I will have to read two or three or four quotations if we have time give to every man that asketh of thee and of him that taketh away thy goods ask them not again how many times have you asked those that have taken your goods away? This is the scripture. This was Jesus Christ preaching. It's not me. To every man that would ask of thee, give them whatever they are asking. If you are able, or maybe if they ask for 100 rand, give them 10 rand. What do you have? Give them. Give. You don't have to say, I don't have. If you have something, give them. If they are asking for money and you've got, they want to go and buy a shirt and you've got the shirt, give them the shirt. Give. Why am I preaching like this, boys? When you perform it under the anointing of a scripture like this, what's going to happen is God is going to remember like he did to Cornelius. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. I'm fixing a car and then they don't want to pay me, which means they are going away with my money. Let them go. This is exactly what it means. Their car is fixed, but they don't want to pay. Leave them. I'll give my example of myself because I won't complain. Why were you quoting me in the message and saying those sensitive things? Even if they are sensitive and they, they are my own testimonies, nobody's going to ask anyone. Ask myself. As, and as he would, that man should do to you, do he also to them likewise. Amen. When was the last time you did this? Brother, don't run. Follow me. Brother, 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 Puma knows what the Zionists do in Zimbabwe. They say, Urukumanya, Urukumanya, you are running too fast. Wait for me. I'm a bishop who says, Read after me. They say, Famba. They say, Now continue with that scripture. You don't go ahead of the preacher. If you are a Zionist, behave like a Zionist for now, brother, at least. <laughs> And as he would, that man should do to you. Do he also to them likewise. Who must start to do something good for somebody? You that expect the good to be done to you. Yes, Amen. Let's go. Let's begin. For if he loves them which love you, what thank you of he? Brother Kune, being my friend, there's no ties attached. I love you, you're my brother. The Bible is saying, I don't have very word for that. For loving you. It's expected. It's something that God will wonder if I don't do it. So if I do the expected, what thank you have I? For sinners also love those that love them. That's why I'm saying I don't understand a man that don't want to work with another brother. I don't understand. Because sinners are above you now. They love them that love. If you love me and I'm a sinner, it's automatic. If my mother loves me, there's no way out. If she's a sinner and I'm a sinner but she loves me, you find love in that family. It doesn't take a Bible to introduce love. She's my mother, simple. I love my mother, she loves me. Whether she believes or she doesn't believe. But if you only do that, sinners are above you. Because they love them that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thing have you for sinners also do even the same? Which means, if you fail to do even this part of just doing good to another brother, you are even worse than a sinner. Let me repeat it you are worse than a sinner because the sinner is better off, he does, he knows. They drink together. This one buys for me, I'll buy for him tomorrow. They, they know how to retain favor. They drink together. They smoke together. They share my horses. They are dying, but they are sharing their death. You have got the love of Christ. You can't share the love of Christ. But if you have shared the love of Christ at one point in time, in the least and the great things that you have done, God is here to remember you this day, not tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Because you have showed that you are above sinners. You just don't do what is good to them that are good to you. You even go further to do good to them that are not even good to you. Asambe, I'm gone. Asambe, Kubula. And if he lend to them whom he hoped to receive, what thing have he? Amen. What it means is, this brother is asking for money from his brother, me, in the church. If I give him the money, I don't have a reward for that. But when an unbeliever comes, one that is poor, and is even going to fail to give back that money, and I give them, that's when God says, aha, something is happening now. Amen. When was the last time you did that? What thing have he? For sinners also lend to sinners and to receive as much gain again. Let's go. But love, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. Am I right to say you must be rewarded? Yeah. And ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is king unto, and thankful unto the evil. Be therefore merciful, as your father also is merciful. Do you see where it's putting us now? Escalating us to be like God. This is the quality that is needed in the rapture. Amen. That's the quality that God is expecting to meet in the rapture. Yeah. Let's go to 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Yeah. 38. Give, and ye shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. So, this morning I'm proclaiming that if you have not done anything good, you expect nothing according to this scripture. It's not me, it's God Himself. Because He's the one I'm inviting to bless you for the good that you have done. Amen. According to? We want to see a pressed press down measure, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, spinning over its excess. Who gives to you? God incites men to give into your bosom. Mm -hmm. With the same measure that you meet with the same measurement with which you gave out, it shall be measured to you again. So, in summary of this scripture, there is nothing good that's going to happen in your life which you have not done for somebody.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: I'll tell you what my father did. My father would scout for children that were good in school and they don't have money, they, they are poor, he's helping them. Some of them are engineers, doctors. He would come drunk some other time. He was drinking, he would come drunk. Say, you know what, I met one aircraft engineer. He told me I, 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 I helped him to, to be what he is. I don't even remember him. But he would go in the villages. Quietly he was doing that he never I never knew why he was doing that. But there came a time when he failed to pay school fees and examination fees for us. And the bank phoned him. They said you can take an overdraft. It was for the first time I saw him happy. It was a time when it was examinations throughout. On across the board, from the least to the greatest, all of his children we were and we were we were going in pace. We are two, 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 two until you get to matric. And it's all examinations across the board. From grade seven until to matric. He must pay school fees. He must pay examination fees. He must pay, you know, the preparation for an examination. The special things that they want for an, an examination. He had to buy for each and every one of his children. There's no money. The only time I saw him here yep, when the bank offered him to take an overdraft. Then he thought, he, they gave him terms that they will pull it out from his next salary when he's free. He will notify the bank, now my, those expenses are over, then they will take it from his salary. Which means there could have been a month that he was going to go without a salary. But you know what they did afterwards? They took it in segments until they never failed it. Of all his children, there's not even one that is not educated. Me, yeah, I can trace it and I know where it's coming from. Because he went face to the families of others. What will God do to his own? To be honest, brother, he did not school us well. Who would have been crooks? We were serious crooks, I'm telling you. We were serious ones. By this time, maybe I'll be stealing cars and they will not even know this guy is stealing cars. Who knows? We are that type of people that would steal money and I help you to look for it. In the meantime, it's in my pocket. What would you have done with such a crook at grade 5? A grade 5 crook of that nature. Now I'm 43. What do you expect out of a man who's 43 if Christ had not come in? Mm. I'm telling you reality here. Mm. A man with a cigar, in his hand, holding a cigarette, shaking off the the ash from his cigarette. He spoke, he said, my children, I'm trying my best with the help of God. How did he know God is helping him? Well, certain things were happening that were beyond his measure and his ability. He said, I have a longing in my heart. If maybe one of you can be a doctor or two, such that when you are sick, you have somewhere to refer to. Maybe your brother, one of then will be having two surgeries, another one, five. You can run to your brothers, they will help you. At least maybe one of you may be mechanic. Me, I said, I will never be a mechanic. I always told him, not me. And I always tried to show him I'm, I'm out of that field. I can't be a mechanic. Then I, I used to think my brother, we used to like fixing things. I, this one is going to be a mechanic. The last born in the family was going to be a mechanic, in my mind. He said, maybe two of you can be teachers. And this maybe when you want your children are growing up, they want a place somewhere to learn. These others that are in education, they will help you how to do it. Maybe here and there, if you have a manager or two out of this family, I I can have a manager or two. When when your children are done learning, he's talking with his cigarette in, with no Bible, and then he says, maybe. If you have one of your brothers is a manager somewhere in another company, you'll be having friends who are managers also in other companies where you sit in meetings. When, you, when you know, your children are done learning, when they are looking for a job, this one will connect them. Yeah. The man who's drunk sometimes with a cigarette in his hand, he's telling us his wish. Brother, to tell you the honest truth, we just came out exactly what he was saying. with the other ones like myself who are not even willing to become mechanics I'm a mechanic I'm thinking of doing something better I can't somebody said it what if you brother Jed, with no cigarette in your hand with the bible and scriptures the holy ghost in your heart you bless your children how will they ever come to be something else that is not what you want Will God not remember those words? If God remembered the words of a man that was holding a cigarette, with his, his castle on the side, God says, if you being evil, you know how to give your children good gifts. How much more me? Amen. I'm looking from the side where how God views what you do every day, the service, your preparation every morning. Some of you wake up at five p.m., five a.m. in the morning, trying to prepare to come to church. How long are you going to do that without just knowing the reward of it? He is definitely going to reward you. Amen. Brother. Okay, uh, I think it was a pastor one time he was giving us a quotation and was reading about, was it Sister Weber who just said good things about the prophet? And she got her healing. Was it Sister Hattie right? She just spoke the right words. Some of you, tutlers, talk too much. The time you come to pray, there's too much that you have spoken and God is not happy. You must learn to tame the tongue. If you speak, speak the word. Quote scriptures. Eh? Don't use your tongue to say something that will stumble another believer. Don't be the the, the starting point of a stumbling block in the life of another believer because you have said something. When times like this come when God wants to repay every man, he is going to repay you for what you have said, not what you have done. There's more of what you've said than more of what you've done. And at times, there's even none of the things you've done good. Some of you sisters are known for talking too much. Starting gossip and everything. Amen. Until some people, they desist from getting next to you. And then some of your friends in church, they say, what is she going to say today? Itching is. For dirty issues. People who are just looking for calamities. Who did what? To who? And they are busy talking about it. Don't talk about it. Pray about it. In case one day God will come down and look down and say, I'm looking for somebody who has been praying praying for somebody. Somebody who prayed for somebody who is in, in a fault. He finds you on your knees praying that time. Amen. Show us the Father. Bring, show us the Father. Now, everybody be reverent with all your heart. And now I want to thank some of the dear people, a certain lady. She may, not be, she may not even be here. A couple days ago, she bought me some clothes. My little boy is speaking Yeah, This woman kind of a poor lady. She's not rich. Remember, she's buying clothes for Brother Brenham, but she's... Do you think God is going to be happy to see a poor? No. Every time Brother Brenham is wearing a shirt from this woman, when he's picking a shirt from the package that came from this poor woman... You think she's going to remain poor? was all right. I looked at, at the clothes. I admired it. So that I didn't know what to do. Anybody gives me anything. I appreciate it. Just a million times more than if I bought it myself. That's the prophet. If you are, you are part of his church, you will do exactly likewise. Appreciate a million times when some people do some little things. Good for you. Don't don't fall short of a thank you. If I give you oranges, brother, he he thinks I don't have money to buy oranges. That's not what I'm thinking. I'm just sharing with you what I have. I'm not thinking anything. Brother Mafagasa brings some money to me, he thinks I'm poor. I didn't incite him to give me money. It just came in his heart to do it. If you block that blessing from this brother, you are going to tell God, don't bless this man. That's what you are saying. Don't bless me, don't bless this one either. So the two of you will remain unblessed. Sometimes they thank you is worth, man. If a brother does something good for you. I know, why, I know why the devil attacked brother Lassim. I will pass through his house. I've got a clue why, why he's been attacked. I know. I'm not supposing. I know. I appreciate it just a million times more than if I bought it myself. I was just to thank that lady if she's here anyway. And may God bless her and give her the desire of. Is this a prophet? And I appreciate. Someone sent me a box of handkerchiefs and some things yesterday. And I appreciate that. There are some people that can't even thank you. There are two ways that are scarce in this generation that we are. It's a generation of the unthankful. They fail to appreciate. Brother Mpanjana once preached gratitude. If you know the gravity of that message, that one will take you to heaven, brother, I'm telling you. Just to to be able to say thank you. Thank you. It's scarce nowadays. Because people are unthankful. They can't even see that this thing is good. That has been done for me. They can't even appreciate it. But they receive it. Be able to say thank you. And the other one that is very, very scarce is sorry. They can't even say sorry. Because they are are, are selfish. Who cares? Sorry for what? Is he my father's son? I don't care. Those are the words you hear now. That's the language on the street. If you are not careful it clothes is even in church. Was it not in church when Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? Was he not in church? You must be careful. And I appreciate that God knows that I won't wear those clothes in bad places. I will just use them to preach the gospel. Everything that I can. And I will do all that I know how to do. For others. For others, eh? Others are doing something for him. Then he also thinks, now I owe some others somewhere. And I appreciate it. Now, the only thing I can say is, God reward you, sister. That's the part I wanted. God reward you, sister, brother, whoever you are that gave those things. Yes, sir. Amen. We are just about to close now. The next quotation, brother. Experiences. Forty eight. Forty eight zero three zero two. What shall I do for Mordecai Is my title for the same. Semu- I'm closing with my title now. I wanted it to remain a mystery because I failed to touch on other things. What shall I do for Mordecai? You are the Mordecai today. God is singing from above, from heaven. What shall I do for Mordecai? A man who knows to say what needs to be said at the right time. A man who knows to do right in the right moment where the right things need to be done. Amen. God bless you, sister. Father, I believe that this woman now, that we are asking this blessing, is worthy of what we are asking for. It's our brother's wife. There's a brother's wife here somewhere. My wife knows there's a brother's wife somewhere. Your servant. She's constantly been used in the service here. Let it go up. Reward her for a fine cooperation. Brother, just to come to church and cooperate, don't be someone who's argumentative. Don't come to church to argue. Don't come to church to cause commotion. Don't come to church to be the starting point of the church's problems. Let me hit it again. Don't come here to be a problem for the church. Don't come here to incite things that the church will say, but what is happening now? You are the wandering portion of the church. They are wondering what is happening because of you. And you are saving God. Fine. Someone is being repaid for fine. Just to come and sing. If a sister who sings, come and sit here. Take your mic. Sing. Make us enjoy the song service. Yeah. Amen. If you are on your keyboard, brother, you are going to be rewarded, brother. Sit here. Play the best way you can ever play. Yeah. Amen. Don't do it for a show off. Don't try to show them skills, new skills ever. If you have them, play them silently. Show us that you are here for service. Just like me, if I preach, I preach. One good secret thing that I tell you, don't ever worry about the hours that I take when I'm preaching. Sometimes you'll be telling me what to say. Some things, they've got names in them, and I don't mention the names. I didn't want to say it, but I see some of you are complaining about time and other things like that. I stop when he stops. If you didn't know, that's, that's how I preach, if you didn't know. You wonder why I just stop abruptly. Sometimes I don't have anything to say anymore. That's how it happens. It's like I'm connected to a conveyor belt and I'm just feeding. I'm a whooper feeding this side, feeding this side until here. There's nothing. Then I stop. So if it doesn't happen like that, I keep feeding you. Reward here for a fine. Let's repeat this one. Reward here for a fine. We want people with a fine cooperation. Don't be a difficult part for the pastor. Don't be a difficult portion for the deacons. Don't make the trustees battle with your tantrums and your Then Be somebody that is got a find oh, father. Because the time for you to be sick will come. And we need to remember you. Father, now the prophet is pleading now for this fine cooperation. Now. It has never been remembered. Now when she's sick, it's being brought up now. She has been fine all along and never sick, never. With the fine cooperation, just now she's sick. Father, by healing here today, will you hear the prayer of your servant? God, you who sent, you who sent me up to Utica, up to the brother, Emil, and over to the man at Little Rock, he's mentioning somewhere where God has performed other things to other fine brothers. You send me there, you send me there. How about this sister with the fine cooperation in church? All these different places. You've done these things. Hear the prayer of your servant. As we are hastening through here and give this woman deliverance from this right, this very day. I ask this in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister outlaw. Now we know the sister was sister Was she rewarded for a fine cooperation? This fine cooperation was for coming to church early, doing whatever she must do, sweep the church. Whatever she was doing, she was doing it with a fine heart. And it went for years. But time came when she was sick. Some of the healing that you want is based on what you've done. If you are sick, start doing something. Maybe (laughs) you'll get your healing before the preacher comes to pray for you. let's go. Fine, I just had, I think there's something that I wanted to read there. Fine, I just heard a report from Sister Outlaw. I had her to run and pray for her sister the other night, who was very serious. And she's gaining, getting better, and the little boy, little Spanish boy, little brother Joseph, I haven't I haven't seen Joseph before I leave. I, w- I would like to see Joseph before I leave. I'll w- Will you take me in the room where the little Spanish boy is? They thought was dying, laying there, crushed brain and everything. How can a man have the guts to go and pray for a child with crushed brain? Hmm? He knows where he's standing. And there's something good about that young boy. The little boy, regained conscience, was healed and went home from the hospital. Do we have a sister in the hospital? Can we pray for her? Can she come out? Is he the same God? Keep your heads bowed now as we pray. This is now Brother Branham praying. Now, if you go down, that sister, when she was healed, Brother Branham says, the sister testifying to the doctor. After she was healed, she went to the doctor. All of them that tried to help her and failed, she was testifying to them. You know what? I found another doctor. The doctor said, ah, another doctor. Who is this doctor? He said, Dr. Jesus. This doctor doctor says, no, I have never heard about this practice. Where does he practice? In heaven. (laughs) He practices in heaven. He's a doctor in heaven. This doctor says, I've never heard about that practice. Fine doctor, but that's what helped me. I'm up now. You can see I'm out of the ICU. I'm walking. I'm healthy. I'm strong. The prophet says, God loved that thing that he did. Just to testify and tell those doctors that there is something better than what you have in your office. When you are sick, also you can come. Leave your office as a doctor, come. If God can just love you testifying with not even one of the doctors repented. But just that move that you went back to them to show them that you found something better than what they have. And God is smiling from heaven. Will you just smile and leave it like that? Sometimes this is why you find some other believers year to year they never get sick. You wonder why. Five years down the line the person don't even have a medical aid. They don't even get sick. They've never spent any money on any sickness. They know what they are doing. They are in service. Faith without works is dead. Can we have that one, brother? 50, 08, 22. Mama. Mama, All right. Both now we are going to close. I'm picking this prayer, prayer, and then we're going to pray. All right, while I pray, just a moment. Heavenly Father, you know the weakness of my body. You know what I'm trying to do. And I know these people here that wants to be healed. And oh, eternal God, help me now. It was in the nighttime. He says tonight. Me, I say this morning. As I have lined your children up here on this platform, as they have come to church and they are in service right now, you your believing servant, each of them, with a bowed head that's waved holy hands in the air over the sinners, telling them to believe on the Lord Jesus, on the Lord Jesus, and be saved. They they have taught healing. They believed in it. And now the confirmation of their teaching has come to pass. And now, Father, reward them before the people who they stood gallant for. You know why I'm reading this quotation? I'm putting every minister that has stood gallant with the people. From everlasting to America. Every part of the world. Because there's others that have never even dared to pray for the sick when they are sick. And they they are pastors. How can you be a pastor in a church? One of your sheep is sick and you don't even want to pray for them. What's inside of you that's pastoring those people? If the Holy Ghost is here. And they tell you, Pastor, I'm sick. You fast and pray and do, do everything that you know in your power as a pastor to pray for them, even to make a visit. I was talking to the pastor. He says he left the hospital. I think, was it, I don't know, maybe this morning. Or I don't know what time he left. Was it yesterday or was it this morning? I don't know. With sisters Kosana. Who pays him to do that? I want to ask. The sister wants to see his husband at home, but he, there's a sick person in the hospital. What must we do, Sister Matibu? The man walks out, drives the car, goes away. For four hours, he's not there. He's t- attending to some who is sick. How many of our prayers must go behind such a service? Yeah. And after we have prayed, how many rewards will we gain afterwards for doing it? Some of you don't even remember when you last prayed for the pastor. But you want him to be your pastor. And you want him to stand gallant. And you think he's going to do it by his own might. Because he's a strong man. We know him. He's been preaching since he was 14. So he knows how to do it. Ah, he's navigated a long page of time. So he will do it. And you sit at home and sleep and relax. Slothful. Sluggish. The slumber of Laodicea has taken over you. Reward them. Before the people. Who they stood gallant for. I have them standing here tonight and standing here as representatives of divine healing and the cross of Christ. That's why we preach, we are representing the cross of Christ. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: The hour is come, and it is now. And you put that message for me, and I'm, I'm quoting precisely. This is the hour that he is going to do something. Amen. If you have never done anything good, tough luck, brother. Today is not your service. But you have room to go and do something better. Improve. And you don't do good to those people that are just nice at church, those that greet you after the service. No. The brothers that are always cheerful. No. Don't go to that one that is even lonely sometimes and don't speak to anybody. Amen. I'm telling you what your master wants. A lady came in not long ago. A boy is a, an exterminator at te- tex- Texarkana. I was down in, I believe it was at Dallas where we were having a meetings. And she came through the line she had she was trying to, uh, she had her handkerchief up like this, and was, we was having what we used to have, the first line. Take it up. She was holding my coat. And she, I thought she was weeping. I took a hold of her hand, and there a big cancer began Eating, hear, eating, hearing, it makes the funniest kind of... Trrr, trrr. It was a cancer eating on her, making that sound. It was a living thing, a demon. And I held her, and I said, Sister, do you know you got cancer? Because Brother Abraham was given two signs. As Moses was given two signs, so I'll give you two signs. He will hold a man this way. You will see the cancer on his hand. Moses was told to put his arm like this, pulled it out, it was leprous. He said, as Moses was given that kind of a sign, on the hand, I'm giving you that, you will detect the sickness of the people on your hand. Then afterwards, you will be able to know even what is in their heart. You know you've got cancer. And she dropped her handkerchief down and her nose was eaten off. And she said, yes, sir, I've been... I've been being treated at Memphis, Tennis, said for a long time, my doctor gave me up, a a young lady, about 38, 40 years old, maybe just a little older. And I said, well, do you believe? The prophet says, ah, now if the doctor has given you up and your nose is already eaten up, we cannot help you. You, Is your case almost like a, a nose eaten up? You are sick with flu. It has not started eating you up. I'm reading of something that after the prophet heard the story of that woman, he said, do you believe? Yeah. Amen. And she said, Reverend Branham, she herself was a pastor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said, ever since I've heard of you, of your meetings, she said, I always said, if I could just attract your attention to get you to know that I want you to ask God for me to be healed. I would get well. So, in other words, she believed. Yes, sir. She has always been saying that in her heart. If I can just get close to Brother Brennan and get him to talk about this sickness I have, if he will ever mention about it, I'll get I'll get well. And I said, bless your heart, sister. God will surely reward you for that. Amen. Right. I'm stopping there. Why was God rewarding? What was he rewarding? What did this woman done? Just to have the faith to believe in God's word. You need to be rewarded for projecting your faith towards God's word. Because there's a lot of you that doubt when God is more than able to do anything for you. Just to project your faith, God will reward you for? For that. That's why I specifically picked that one. I want people to know that as long as you project your faith to believe in God's word, it's not in vain. It's not for Mahala. There's a reward coming. If you don't get it now, you get it over yonder. Amen. It's not in vain. In closing, the angel of God, 51, 07, 20, I'm coming down to you now. You, you, you say, what of me, brother? Where do I fit in? I'm going to fit you. I, fit, I fitted you in the quotations. I fit, I'm fitting you in the quotations. I fitted you in the scriptures. I'm fitting you in this quotation. And God in his sovereign love, yes, sent down this gift to manifest before you to let you know that he never died back there. He rose again. And is the resurrected Christ with us tonight, this morning. His same power, his same manifestation, Though you don't see him, yet you know he is here. Amen. You see him in the spirit form rather. He said, if I can touch this, uh, his side. And I can touch his hands. That was Thomas. I will believe him. That was Thomas who said, you tell me his reason. Unless I put my finger right deep into see. sea. Yeah, this where the nails went. Because I saw them nailing him from the hands. Then I dipped my finger into his side where the spear went. I was there when they pierced him on the side. Then I will believe him. He said, "How much greater is their reward who has never seen me and yet believe?" He might not materialize himself before you tonight, but he is here, and every word of God is a seed, and it will materialize if you will believe. Believe it. Just accept it in your heart. Believe it, and it will come to pass. What makes the word of God come to pass? Just accept it. Believe it. What happens next? It will come to pass. It will manifest itself because it has found a bedding ground. Brother Kune, as you sing, he alone is worthy. He was worthy to open the seals. He was worthy to send ministers to minister to you. He was worthy to accept your faith. He was worthy to give you the Holy Ghost. He is worthy this morning to give you every good thing. He is worthy even this morning to remind you of what duty you have to do before him. And he's waiting this morning to remember every good thing that you have ever done. Brother Chet, I want you to tell me. I don't want to mention people's names, but I'm going to pray. I've already prayed, and they are going to benefit. I've spoken to Brother Wada, I was just giving me a testimony. What makes me come to you and say, Brother? I just feel like giving you this loaf of bread. Out of the whole church, I, I come straight to you and I give you a loaf of bread. If you know you've been looking for a loaf of bread, you think it's me or it's God? What makes, what makes it happen that way? Why don't I go to Brother Mushabi and give him that loaf of bread? I love him the same way I love you, but what directs me to say, go to, to brother Shetan and give him this person? Yeah. Go to pick and pay, buy such and such a thing, or whatever you have in your house, give to this brother. Why is that name connected to what I have that very moment? If you cannot see God in these small things, you will miss him when he does the great things. he alone is ways he along is way heads bowed. Thank you, mighty God. You are the only one who's worthy, Lord. You are the only one worthy to look upon our afflictions, Lord. Our troubles, Lord. The cries of your children must come up to thee, Lord. the only one who is worthy Lord they sang a song and said worthy is the lamb that was slain worthy worthy is the lamb that was slain you are the lamb that was slain my dear God I'm praying Lord at the end of this service Father. for a long time your children have been coming to church Lord They have been putting all their efforts they can, Lord. I pray for a special blessing upon them, Father. There's some that, in secret, Lord, they have remembered to take care of other people's burdens, Lord. Be it believers, be it unbelievers. Some have remembered, Lord, to buy some presents at a birthday party, Lord, for the pastor for. Every other brother in the church, whatever they manage to do, the little things they have done, Lord, may you replenish their substance, mighty God. There are some who are sick. In the likes of Sisters Kosana, Lord, we bring her before you. We enjoy when she sings for us, we love it when she sings for us. We enjoy it when we fellowship upon the Word. I'm asking you, Lord, may you send your angel and minister to our sister this afternoon. Give her precisely something, Lord, that will deal away with the situation, dear God. Perhaps what we might ask for may not be enough, may not be sufficient. But Lord, you are the high priest who can be touched by our infirmities, Lord. The feeling of our infirmities, Lord. This infirmity that has come upon our sister. May you visit her, Lord. I bring before you, Brother Lassim, You know what? Good things he has done always. In my place, Lord, many times I've called for help. His one brother would say, brother, I'm stuck with the car. Come and tow me home. Having this confidence in me that he will not say I cannot come. Remember him, Lord. Remember him, Lord. There's times when the pastor would call for help. With with a cheerful smile, he would do like as usual. Do to him as is usual with thee to heal. I plead for him this afternoon. Not only him, but as many as are sick and are in this house. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. You are our God. We don't visit Sangomas. We don't visit enchanters. Neither do we consult any other help. You are our help. You are a present help in times of trouble, a very present help in times of trouble. May you come, Lord Jesus to every man and every woman that has done good things, whatever good things they did, if they have not been remembered until now, remember them, Lord. Remember them, dear God. Remember our pastor. He has stood so gallantly as a soldier of the cross. It's a real testimony, Lord. That He has been preaching since he was 14 years. What if He has said I'm tired with this message? I'm leaving. I can't hold on. With the challenges, with the turbulences, Lord, with every challenge that the devil brought in his way, he's still standing, Lord. It's not worthy it this morning that he can be down with the flu. It's not worthy it this morning that he can be coughing or anything. Reward him, Lord, abundantly. Yes, All the efforts he has done for your people, reward him like you did to Nehemiah, Lord. Yes. Reward him like you did to every other man that stood in their post of duty, Lord. Yes, Whatever he has wanted and need of, bless him, dear God. Yes, I'm asking you, mighty God. May you remember, brother, Ezekiel made the father? Yes. We have a car that always comes here every Sunday. There's people that want to come to church. We go to fetch them, Lord. Sometimes I see them, Lord, pushing out their few runs they have to push in the fewer, Lord, such that they can just make it to church. But reward them, Lord. Yes. Reward them, Father. I pray for my brother's car, may it stay long in service. I pray that you will give him even more. For as long as it's going to be used for this very purpose, bless him abundantly. Not only him, but as many as have given all they have to the sacrifice of Christ, to the purpose of the cross, We have brothers that we know when we're going to for baptism, their cars are ready to go with us. We don't ask them, they offer. They are not doing it for fun. They are not trying luck. They are doing you service, Lord. This afternoon, remember them, Lord. We have our musicians, Lord. Tirelessly, Lord, they have maintained their post of duty. They have come, Lord, in time. The technicians, Lord, remember them, dear God. Our deacons, remember them, Lord. As they stay in service, strengthen them. Our trustees, remember them, dear God. I'm praying this afternoon. I put before you, Brother Malaka. We are touched by Brother Lucky's testimony. When he says, I cannot leave this message. I now have a brother. I wish we could do that, all of us. That the brother says, I have got a brother. I want him to say, I have got brothers. Give us that heart. If our hearts are so crude, change us. there is anything evil in us, take it away. Give us the Spirit of Christ to operate in us. When the brother says, I have got," I now have another brother this side. Amen. Let him say, I have now brothers and sisters this side. Amen. As they continue to be in service each and every one of them. Bless them, Lord. May the anointing of the Holy Ghost shine upon your people. And as I have preached, Lord, I've done all that I can as a mortal man. I plead with thee, do that which mortal men can't do for your people, mighty God. And as I pray and ask for your mercy and your grace and your favor upon every minister, Lord, that has stood gallantly, Father, for this message. Bless them, Lord. Uphold them, Father, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. In the name of our Lord and our Savior and our Redeemer, Father, I pray. Amen. sing a song, when we sing a song, where is the young Muglabe, rather in close for us in a word of prayer, after the song, amen, he's my fellow, he's my fellow preacher man, It's not a prophet, It's what it is. Who can I, who am I to stop it? If, if God says, I told this father that when I was sitting there, God, God says, there's another preacher. So it's not me. If he doesn't catch it, it's up to him. He will close for us in a word of prayer. There is a song that I want us to sing. It's a very good song, wait, sister. It's good. I want to give you a song that you will sing. If Brother Lasim was here, I was, I was going to sing a chewa song for him. There's a song in, Ma, in Malawi they say, Mutange Ine. It says, today, Lord, don't bless anyone else. Bless me. Start with me and bless others. Later. I said, these brothers in Malawi, they've got a revelation. It looks like it's selfish, but after a long stretch of fighting for the cross, there's a time when you need to say, but Lord, start with me today. I loved that song when I heard about it. (laughs) And I sometimes sing it. So I want you to sing a song. Uh, We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. After the song, brother will come and close for us in word of prayer. And from there no more songs. If you want to sing, it's up to you. For me it's done. We are dismissed. God bless you.
1: We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We lay our love
2: Dear God, thank you for being a God that we can trust, a God that we can put our faith into, Lord, a God that we know we can put whatever our needs are, our wants to, Lord. We know that you will deliver, Lord. Dear God, we know that you are a fair and just God. You have the power to uh, give us anything that you see fit, have the power to guide us lord you have the power to protect us Lord. and you are a divine healer lord anyone who's sick in this building right now lord we believe that you can heal them because you're a divine healer and you have the greatest power of all lord. dear god thank you for the sermon that we had today lord it was a very uplifting sermon lord Dear God It is such a wonderful thing That every time we come here We always learn something Lord Because you God want us to You want us to perform our purpose To the greatest ability we can Lord Hallelujah Yes Dear God As we go out from church Lord Dear God I pray that you may help us Implement whatever we learn Lord Into our daily lives Lord Dear God We thank you for everything, Lord. We thank you that you are there for us, Lord, and that with you, Lord, there is no failure, Lord. Dear God, I pray in your powerful and almighty name, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.